cannot buy. Send me a love that you cannot mix. One is the joy that you cannot waste. And the other one price that you cannot fix. This is the peace that you cannot buy. Finding a way where you cannot see. Man with this system, you cannot pray. I need to find relief. Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of Free Game. Where the only thing that we do on this channel is what? Skibbity bop bop bop. Keep it a stack. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, I got a special guest with me here today. Reapers of the Tomb, my friend, my brother, the boy who left me freshman year during my RA period, all of that, all of that. I got my boy Armani with me. Talk to him. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Armani. Yes, sir. Um, shout out Chris. Mm -hmm. Love my bro. Mm -hmm. It's my dog. Going to be successful in the future. He's successful now. Appreciate and that. he'll be somebody to look out for, as always. Thank you, brother. He's gassing me up. I appreciate that very much. There's really no gas needed for our money at all. Everybody knows that he's a wonderful, talented, creative, spontaneous, amazing individual. So, uh, shout out him. Appreciate that. Because, you know, I appreciate that. Man. Oh, God. Appreciate that. No, feel Please good. Please stop. Know I can't stand you. Feel good. That's what it is. Thank you. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Genuinely. Yeah. I mean it. I would have said if I Can I hug you on camera? Of course, if you want to. <laughs> I can't stay here. Alright, yeah. so y'all, today we are going to be talking about how society can shape men's emotional intelligence. And just to put that out there, me and Armani are both black men, um, but we don't think that black men, or I don't think, let me not speak for him, I don't think that black men are the only men who are shaped, who, what am I trying to say? Probably struggle with you know how society shapes their emotional intelligence or maybe just yes in general yes getting, getting right with that thank you for saying that that's exactly what i was trying to articulate but we're obviously going to be speaking from our experiences our opinions our thoughts we have a couple of questions that we both wanted to ask each other but overall we want it to be free flow natural and stuff like that so without further ado we're going to go ahead and jump straight into it and in all honesty, I will let you lead us off this time with the first question, whether that's something that you wrote or something that you just want to pop off and ask. Yeah, so I mean, I guess what uh, stemmed this conversation uh, was thinking about topics. And one thing yeah. I've been thinking about lately is a lot about how, you know, as a man, how you process your emotions and how you kind of release, whether it's sadness, anger, um, you know, grief. And I just thought it was a very important conversation to have because I feel like sometimes it's, it may be hard. So my first question is, mm -hmm. for you personally, do you feel like it's hard to be emotionally vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Do I feel like it's hard to be emotionally vulnerable? Emotionally vulnerable to who? Just in general, like expressing yourself, mm -hmm. not holding things back, and yeah. saying what's truly on your mind, whether mm -hmm. that is something that would you know, be an admittance of sadness, yeah. maybe guilt, maybe, you know, you know, just in general. Yeah. No, I think that that's a great question. In all honesty, I feel like we're talking like news reporters or newscasters. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in all honesty, I think it depends on who the person is. Like mm -hmm. naturally, based off of my comfortability, based off of like other people's perspectives on society and other people's perspectives on life, like I find myself wanting to share more information with certain people mm -hmm. and based off of like what they express and then I, excuse me I find myself not reluctant to share information with other people so I think it depends on who I'm being emotionally vulnerable with and if I can trust them to be 
gentle, kind, nice, like understanding mm -hmm. with what I'm expressing because I'm not looking for a yes or no. It's more so like this is how I feel. And I think that a lot of people get that misconstrued and it's kind of difficult to understand that. That's real. So the reason I wanted to ask you that is because I do feel like you're one of the few guys I know that are pretty open about mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. You yeah. know, you, you're going to, if you're going to tell somebody a harsh truth, you're going to be like, you know, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but yeah. you know, you, you, you're very honest. And that's something I really admire about you. So I, I appreciate that. That's yeah. what I wanted to ask. Oh, well, I appreciate you for saying that. But in all honesty, I do think that I am opinionated indirect when it comes down to like what people ask me and like what they want to know but I actually think like over the past couple of years I've been a tad bit more conscious of mm -hmm. when I say things because I realized that sometimes people don't ask for your opinions and like that's oh, yeah. honestly a huge point like sometimes somebody will say something or express something and they're not necessarily looking for advice or their opinion they're just listening for someone they're looking for someone to listen and ask follow-up questions based off of kind of like why they took the approach that they took. So like, mm -hmm. even now I find myself saying things like, hey, do you want me to like listen or do you want some advice? Like, mm -hmm. how can I show up for you? And people really appreciate that question nowadays. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, what about you? For me personally, I feel like um, one thing I've had to learn about myself is that I am open, but I'm not very forthcoming with my honesty and openness. Interesting. I feel as though people have to ask me mm. for my opinion or ask me about how I feel something in a genuine mm. way for me to feel comfortable enough to open. Yeah. Um, and it's affected. I feel like um, I feel like relationships that I've had and that I realized, man, you know, maybe this person's trying to get closer to me, but because I'm not as forthcoming with my emotions and my you know feelings and thoughts. Mm. It kind of creates a, you know, almost like a barrier that I don't even realize is there. Wow. You know? So Dang. that's personally how I feel. And I've gotten better at it. And yeah. I recently had an experience where I reached out to somebody I felt like may have did me like a little dirt in, in, a, in a way. And I didn't like the way the relationship ended. And I think I just didn't handle that in a mature way because it was easier to avoid it and not say how I felt than it was to be, hey, this is how this made me feel. Because um, it almost just feels like gross, right? Like for me, it's, it's, it feels wow. gross to like, hey, this made me feel sad. Like, mm. I don't like that you did that. Because I'm a very much a dang, you did that. Like, just whatever. Like, I'm going to yeah. just keep it pushing. Like, yeah. All I can do is keep it moving. So, Well, do you adjust and adapt based off of keeping it pushing? Though? Like, are you going to treat that person the same? Or are you going um, to move differently but kind of like not tell them? I mean, I just kind of feel like it depends on what it's done. If it's something that I feel like is, um, you know, maybe you did something and I could see how, you know, maybe they didn't mean it that way and I took it a certain way. I'm easier, it's easier for me to address that because I feel like I surround myself with people that wouldn't go out their way to hurt me. But if I feel like you did something that I'm like, there's no way that was an accident. Like, that was, yeah. you know, that was very intentional or yeah. you know that however you handled this situation was not right and maybe you feel guilty about it, but you won't address it. And I just kind of feel like, I think I shut down. That's what it is. I shut down. I'm just like, you know what? You do me like that. It's cool. You ain't got to hear from me, you know? And while I think that's good for being able to move on to an extent, it's not positive for maintaining or building a healthier relationship, mm. you know, leaving it, leaving it where it is rather than trying to build on it or fix it. Wow. No, I just think that that's really good or really big and it's really interesting from my standpoint and my perspective because I am the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Like me, I will try to 
build on it, fix it, salvage it. As long as like how you said, I don't feel like the person was being malicious or deceitful and was mm-hmm. basically trying to stab me in the back. But even yeah. if they hurt me, like I'll try to build on it, fix it, especially if I value the relationship just because of how much I value like friendships, like relationships and friendships. But I guess hearing that perspective, I guess my question to you is like, do you not, when you shut down mm-hmm. or like, yeah, like when you shut down, do you not like miss, like, do you not like miss those friendships and those relationships that you kind of like don't build on or try to like fix as a result of what happened? Um, I think I do obviously initially. Yeah. Um, but I also just kind of read like it's the discovery that I shut down is more like a more recent self-realization Okay. because I used to kind of chalk it up to like a word that's what it is cool no problem like and i move on and i you know i started wow. reading this book i started reading this little bell hooks joint this okay. little uh, all about love guy it's good it's pretty good it was uh it, it kind of no nah, for real it was a really good book and um and i'm still reading it obviously but it kind of taught me that you know it's so much easier to not say what's on your mind and leave stuff where it is than it is to actually address and confront the issue and i feel like i avoid confrontation yeah in that regard especially if i feel like you know you did me wrong or you know you're in the wrong i feel like you should fix it and while i still feel that way it still should be my responsibility if i feel some type of way to address it you know if i care about the relationship if you care enough right if i care enough about the relationship yeah and i see that even if i did care i would just you know like i said i shut down and just be like cool i guess we're just not cool like wow and then just move on yeah i mean that's how that's how i be but I do feel like I have hella friends though, so it don't really never feel like you don't. I mean, that's like I have so I'm so cool with a lot of people that, not that that void gets filled, but it's more like after some you know time heals off, you know whether it's yeah. a girl, whether it's you know it like does. a friend, you know. And that's scary too, though, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could take longer with certain people or certain things, but I do think overall time can heal all. Now I will admit I read this one book, Thirteen Things. Mm-hmm. mentally strong people don't do mm-hmm. and it was basically about this therapist who wrote the book and her husband and her mom all died like within a year of each other Ooh. at the same location mm. of honoring each other and she was like dang but she was like that's when she realized and understood like it's not time that heals people mm-hmm. but it's what you do with that time like if that's you sit point. there and are angry and are frustrated or mad and go around and shooting people. Okay, that's dramatic. Yeah, that's right. right. How do we, we get here? For like eight years, and it's like, okay, obviously you're not going to take the necessary steps to heal versus if you actually like process your thoughts, your emotions, and do whatever mm-hmm. is best for you to feel better, yeah. then that process might feel right, expedited. So Yeah. That's very true because I feel like in that process of just being like, I guess it is what it is, Kind of just, you know, I get back to doing stuff I like to do and filling that time and being like, you know, yeah, maybe the game not so bad. Okay, cool. You know what I'm okay. So, <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe but that's a very good point. It doesn't yeah. matter what you do with that time. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like a lot of just getting used to experiencing life without that person. Yeah. yeah I think that's the hardest thing, to right? That. Somebody that that's you talk big. to every day all yeah. the time. And build a habit with. Right. And then it's like, dang, that's, you know. Yeah, the shift. Especially if it's a friend that you like, dang, it's the person I call when I get any minor inconvenience throughout yeah. my day. Or I'm just like, want to share any anything, minor update right. with. Mm-hmm. Like, when that doesn't happen, like, it can mm-hmm. just feel different. So I definitely yeah, agree with especially that. Especially on the schedule. Yeah. yeah, man. I experienced that recently. So I definitely can, like, understand how. I just, I understand. 
Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Let's keep pushing. Um, uh, duh. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. how do you feel like society has affected your emotional intelligence as a man? And then I can like, I know society might be vague. Mm-hmm. So when I say society, that can be family or mm-hmm. friends, a partner social media self-esteem like yeah just different components whatever angle Ooh. you kind of like that want could, to tackle that from I'm not gonna lie this this might be a long ish answer yeah but i would say um from a family perspective i feel like when i was growing up i used to cry a lot like okay. i was very much a ah i'm in pain i'm gonna cry ah that hurt my feelings i'm gonna cry like and eventually you know being a man and especially being like shoot the last kid my mom had and Growing up around, you know, a lot of men that may not have been my father at the time, like uncles and cousins and things like that, you know, I would cry and they would always be like, first thing they say is acting like a little girl. You need to suck it up. You need mm-hmm. to stop. And it was kind of like, dang, I can't even cry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm right, in pain. Crazy, I hurt. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? I got hurt. I remember. Like, this is not, this yeah. is not you faking. Yeah. I remember my, uh, my um, fifth grade teacher, uh, I liked him a lot. Like, that was my dog. He was one of the coolest teachers I ever had. And one thing that's always stuck with me was we was out on a playground or something one day. And somehow, somewhere, I, I got hurt or something. Maybe I got hit in the head with, like, a ball or, like, something happened. But um, it had to do with physical pain. And, like, I cried. And he was like, yo, like, Armani, like, you got to calm down. You got to relax. Like, you, you you crying like a little girl. Like, yeah. you know, you got to, you know, suck that up. And I'm like, I'm hurting, like, I'm yeah. in pain, you know? And it always kind of stuck with me, and I feel like slowly throughout life, like, getting told, like, stop crying, stop crying, be a man, be a big boy. Mm. It kind of made me, like, compartmentalize all that stuff. Like, mm. I don't really cry, like, like that. When I do cry, it's, like, always multiple things over the course of, like, years. Oh, one thing that builds up. Yeah. Mm. Like, um, damn. Yeah, so I would say that's one thing, my, you know, my family. Obviously, I love my family, you know. Right. And, like, that's just how they was raised. And, I mean, I feel like for the better, it, I didn't have to get better at managing. Because some stuff is just, like, you don't have to cry all the time. But I feel like the way they went about it may not have been the most positive. Mm. And I will say in relationships. Um, Do you feel like they tried their best? No, for sure. Like, I mean, oh, okay. I turned out great. Like, I don't, you know, I don't hate them right turned now. Out, like that. Turned out what? Great. Like, I think I turned out pretty well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just so yeah and then i would say um when it comes to relationships and stuff i feel like you know my my homeboy is actually pretty cool i don't really ever have no no strife with like you know my guy friends or even yeah. all of my, my female friends like but i will say when it comes to like relationships where i'm dating somebody one thing that's i'll never forget this one girl i used to date like everything was going fine and she get into her own little i don't know stuff just be happening and we in a not so good place. And I remember she's mad at me. I'm not gonna lie, y'all not gonna believe me, but it really wasn't my fault. I know it's gonna sound like every man ever. It really was not my fault. Right. But she is upset at me over this thing. And basically, she threw something back in my face that I had told her and like, you know, to confide in. I got confided in her. Like, just like, Oh, you wouldn't let me do you how da 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 and I was like, dang, that's so crazy because even what we was arguing about was not that serious. Yeah. And mm, it looking stuck back with things. me. Like, I mean, like it was ultimately it was over a shirt, but whatever. You know, she done threw that back in my face and it was something I, you know, I told her and like me being vulnerable, like, hey, this is something that happened to me that really messed me up. And yeah. 
you know, I'd be having to deal with it and try to figure it out. And when she did that and threw it at me, it kind of made me feel like, dang, like, I actually can't believe you said that. Because, you know, this whole time we having this back and forth. I'm actually not even yelling. I'm not arguing. I'm not calling you out your name. I'm, hey, can we figure this out? Can we da 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 Like, you know, obviously if you yell at me, I'm going to be like, you're not going to raise your voice at me. Like, I'm a grown man. Like, you know, but you go for the low blow to try to hurt my feelings. And it did. I was like, that's going to hurt, you know. Right. Um, and it made me, it changed how... It just made me not want to open up to partners, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like at the you know at your soonest convenience when I'm you're upsetting me or you're gonna throw something I tell you that is like personal to me. You know what I'm saying? Like again, my dogs would never do that. Like right. you know, my homies, they, you know I'm saying? they don't really do no low blows or nothing. And like for somebody that you like trying to build a relationship with, like romantically, like that, that's always stuck with me for the longest. And that girl wasn't even my girlfriend. That's the crazy thing. We wouldn't even like together together or nothing like that. Mm, so just somebody that you liked. No, we was we was dating. It just wasn't like officially, officially my together. girlfriend. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see. That. So it was just like dang, and it, it changed my perspective on a lot of stuff, and it made it very hard to open up in that way, mm. like really ever again. Wow. Um, yeah, like it was like I genuinely couldn't believe she had said what she said. I was like, dang. It was like enlightening. Yeah, and I mean, I shouldn't have let that change how I move, but. You know, your past experiences always shape your future. I was about to say that, and I'm glad that that was your lasting words because I feel like people say those things, but mm-hmm. I feel like every incident that occurs to us, whether it's small, minor, noticeable or not, affects and makes up like who we are mm-hmm. collectively. So, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I was looking at my dog. She's just acting crazy today. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what's going like, on. What is she doing? <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you for saying that. What about you? Oof. Yeah, man. Uh, I can honestly talk about so many different things about like how I feel like society has affected my has affected my what my emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Everybody just you know ponder for a second. I just think that it's at. As I was getting older, so like middle school and high school, mm-hmm. I think that it made me very insecure about who I was or who I am as a person. And it might have taken me a little bit longer to figure that out from an emotional standpoint or a masculine standpoint because I grew mm-hmm. up with my mom and I grew up with my sister in the household. I didn't really grow up with mm-hmm. my father in the household, even though we communicated. So just naturally, there were a lot of things that I did not get from like my dad or like a masculinity standpoint that I wish I did but the truth is I didn't and I don't think that my mom or my sister I'm not gonna say it was their necessity mm-hmm. but I don't think my mom or my sister ever really talked to me and was like hey Chris like this is like if you experience this or if people say this about you it could come from this but don't mm-hmm. let people be the narrator of your own story or right. don't let people's thoughts comments reactions get to you for who you are so I think I was and like how you said even in the beginning I think I was naturally no Megan y'all my dog is trying to get on the couch right now and I'm trying to tell her no no Megan get down she's not listening get down sorry for the delay commercial break um I think I was naturally expressive Mm -hmm. because like you know most women are 
Right. So I think that I picked up that habit and that adaptation. And I think I just carried that on subconsciously, not really thinking about it, like expressing myself, expressing my opinion, how I feel, my emotions. But I think when it transferred into society outside of my household, mm-hmm. it brought me a lot of challenges and frustrations mm-hmm. because people would be like, oh, are you gay? Or like, why are you so feminine? Or like, um, just the way that I move necessity and like the words the young kids be using nowadays is what is it? Um, Sassy. Yes. Sassy. Um, And it really just made me question a lot of things about myself that I wish I didn't growing up, but I did because, Mm -hmm. like, I was getting these questions and I really felt embarrassed to go and talk to my mom and my sister about these, but I didn't know how to channel that level of Mm -hmm. energy. And I think that that affected my emotional intelligence and just my balance because um, I was just unsure and unaware. And the reason why I'm so, like, expressive and transparent and vulnerable about things like that now versus not even wanting to whisper at people about it is because I know for a fact, I don't know where, but I know for a fact that somebody is going through a similar situation or having similar thoughts that are coming to their brain and their mind. And I hope that one day that they're able to listen to this podcast or just have like resources out in the world Mm -hmm. where people can be like, this is why this occurs or like have confidence in yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that was long-winded, but no, it's, it's really dope, man. You know, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, I, I feel like um, to your notion about being expressive is just seen as like feminine. It's yeah. like really strange because it's almost like when you ask, and this is probably going on another tangent, but it's a side note about emotional availability. I feel like, or intelligence rather. Yeah. It almost feels like. Can I curse on here? Kind of, sure. kind of, I mean, yeah. So no, I, I, I will say, like, for me personally, yourself. when I feel like expressing express myself, express yourself, black man. <laughs> when I when I try to express myself, or a lot of times growing up, when I would try to say something bothers me, it almost just came off like I was like bitching, like, mm. and like mm. that's not the case. I should just be able to say, hey, I don't like that that happened. That yeah, bother me. But I feel like just the way things are often framed and how you grow up and like. You just want to not necessarily be agreeable. It just kind of feels like even watching like my my you know my dad and my biological father like growing up, they never really ever put up a fight. It don't feel like they never express nothing. Yeah. You know, I ask my dad, "Hey, dad, how was your day?" He'll be like, oh, "I was uneventful. Just every day, uneventful. I didn't do nothing." Inconsistent. You know, with that. very consistent. It's like he don't really open up, and maybe I haven't done a good enough job to reflect that and try to open up myself. But you know, seeing him not really put up a fight, you know, I'm on like arguing about whatever, being upset about whatever. I don't really ever see him be like, well, you know, this is how this made me feel. He just kind of nod his head and be like, yep, yep. And I feel like it's just easy to just be like, you know what, it's okay. I know what it is, you know, or, you know, just, you just want to avoid the argument. You know what I'm saying? But you put your own emotional, you know, well-being at risk when you just go with the flow. And I feel like that's what I picked up on a lot too, is just go with the flow, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I feel like sometimes, you know, you might, just say what's on your mind and it, if it's not well recepted yeah then you're gonna feel like it's no point but yeah which will lead me to my next question is you know mm, who is it easiest for you to be emotionally like vulnerable with like on this earth yeah like can i say god or should i say god and someone i mean yeah you can whatever you feel like i'm gonna say two so first i'm gonna say god my relationship with god it was good growing up, like elementary, middle mm-hmm. school. Like fun fact, I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, which is a whole nother like. Yeah, I did not know. know that. I know, I know. I grew up as Jehovah's Witness all the way up to high school. So I didn't celebrate holidays. We had very like strict beliefs. Strict. I used to speak in front of like um, the congregation, the King Malls, but that's a whole nother story. 
Um, but I kind of lost my faith in college, and then a lot of hardships was happening, so I got my faith back and put on key with my faith. So God most definitely just because I give him everything. I'm extremely vulnerable, and I don't leave it, like, on my heart or on my mind, and I think it's really good for, like, my peace of mind, my well-being, my health. Um, so I would say that first, but in terms of somebody actually here, like a person on this earth, I would probably say, I would probably say my mom, to be honest. I would probably say my mom just because we have a very strong, transparent, and vulnerable relationship. We talk about, shoot, I mean, almost everything, to be honest, like, right, not in details and intricacies of every little thing, but, like, very high-level categorical points, like, we talk about a lot um, because I think we have very similar structures of mm -hmm. life and like how things happen. So things that affect me emotionally, she provides a lot of intellectual wise perspectives of how things have just her point of view or like how similar things have affected her from like, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'd probably say my mom, to be honest. And I feel yeah. really, yeah, I feel really good about expressing mm -hmm. things to her. I will be honest, sometimes I do think that she has like, for lack of better words, an old school like <laughs> perspective yeah. or like in some situations she's very much like, Oh, just do this, do that and I have to like remind her like, Mom. It's not how that go right. right. Yeah, it's this not is the not same. the focus. Yeah. Like this yeah. is what I'm trying to get you to understand. But I have no problem doing that because I know that deep down in the bottom of her heart, like whatever it is I'm conversing about, she cares right. and she wants to understand even if she doesn't. Right. Yeah. Valid. Thanks. Nice. What about you? I would say, uh, similarly for Man, me, I couldn't even get out the question. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew it was coming. I had to. Oh, oh, me. Thanks for asking. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I would say uh, my my picks would be uh, my mom, also, and then I would just say, I mean, my she like my LBs and my closest friends. I feel yeah. like because, um, like I said, I'm I'm a really big friendship person. I know I said that like you know when things don't necessarily go too right, like I shut down, but. Typically, I feel like I keep a good circle around me of people that I know I can trust and right. tell, you know, what it is and what's on my mind. And so, um, you know, I'm sure all my LBs and all my closest friends can tell you, you know, I call them and <laughs> I call them and just be talking about whatever. Like, yeah. just, you know, yeah. obviously I, I talk sure. very different and very crazy when I'm on the phone, but I very say what's on my mind and I know that they're very receptive and very helpful. And so yeah. I think I have a similar sentiment with my mom as yeah. far as. You know, I know she means well, and right. sometimes the advice she gives. One thing she tells me that it always stuck with me is, um, mothers are not always right, but they're never wrong. And talk to me about that. So that basically means they may not always be correct necessarily in what they and what they advise. Not necessarily if they tell you the wrong thing to do, but typically it's from a place of you know, like they're not gonna tell you to do anything wrong. You know, mm -hmm. it might not necessarily resonate with you now but it'll never be wrong so like an example would be um you know my mom was telling me it was some type of savings plan she wanted me to get on it was like you know save half your check save half your check and i was trying to tell her well you know it won't allow me to do these other things to finance all this other stuff and right. so she was like well you should still do it because it'll put you in a better place later and it was one of those things where she might not have been right about how much i needed to save uh it might have been overly you know, way much higher than I needed to, but she was never wrong in that when I turned around and I needed the money, it was like, 
Right. Ah, like, I see why you told me to do that. Yeah. You know, in and it's right in the future. And, and so it's, it's resonated with a lot of stuff with me growing up. And I trust her whenever she gives me any type of advice. And even when she be tripping, like, she think I dress so crazy. Like, she really? hate the way I dress. Really? Yeah. It's wow. so funny because I tell her all the time, I'm like, people like people the, way love I dress, the way you dress. Which is so interesting because I'm like, I ain't gonna lie, mom. People say I be putting that people shit on. Say, like, like, you know what I'm saying? I be dripping and dropping. You know, so, you know, and I'll be like, wow. you know, if you dressed me, I'd get like no women. Like, Jones, I would, yeah, I would be dressed like a 50 year old man. Like, <laughs> dressed buddy. Yeah, so, yeah. but, you know, and I know it's coming from a place of love and stuff. Not so, for sure. I would say that's very similar to you. And I think that because she's been there since day one, right? I've yeah. grown up with her. She raised me for the most part. And, you know, one thing that's kind of hit me lately is, you know, when it comes to talking on the phone, like, you know, hopefully she's got a lot. A lot of years left on this planet, but I had this thought where I was like, <laughs> I had this thought where I was like, man, if there's anybody that'll call me multiple times a week, it's my mom. It's your mom. And check you know? in. And check in. Really and you know, it. even when I'm like, God dang, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't feel like answering the phone. Yeah. I'm like, let me call her back because yeah. I love my mom, obviously. Right. And you know, I just want her to know that I care. Well, tell her. I tell her that all the time. I call her, he cares. I got into a habit of calling her and just be like, I didn't want nothing. I just want to say I love you. That's real. Though. And she be eating that up. Like, yeah. not that it's not. I'm not doing it in a genuine fashion, but you know that make her day. No, that's good. So though. my mom just did that to me today. She was like, well, I didn't want nothing. I was just checking in. This ain't go a long way. You be like, dang. Like, all right, now. I just might call <laughs> yeah. you that. Yeah, my. I just might. Okay, sure. cool. Well, I love that. I know you touched on advice a little bit in that mm-hmm. and like her just giving her advice or her wanting the best, even though it might not come off the best. But I guess my question to you was kind of like, and tying back into the topic, how society can mm-hmm. affect men's emotional intelligence. Like mm-hmm. what resources do you have or what resources do you think could be good for men mm-hmm. who are negatively or challenged mm-hmm. by this field oh for one so i haven't been able to do it yet but i've heard a lot of great things about therapy but one thing i can say i've done personally that's helped is like reading just reading up on things and getting a better understanding of society and how that affects how you grow up and challenging a lot of social norms i feel like that's what's kind of helped me i don't think i'm a very traditional person like i feel like a lot of opinions i have on things are very you know against the grain to an extent like not right wing or nothing like i ain't a republican but you know i'm very much like, uh, I don't know if that has to be that way. Right. Um, and that's kind of helped me break that mold of masculinity that is kind of like forced on you, you know, uh, because I feel as though if you don't have the knowledge to equip yourself with that intelligence, you'll never get out of it, right? If you're stuck in your ways and you just kind of feel right, like yeah. this is how things should be because this is how I was raised. Right. And you don't oh open God. yourself or up this to is just who I am. him, right? You'll never be That's able to open yourself up one. to those resources. And I so, agree. you know, I think sometimes That's with therapy, dangerous. it can be a little dangerous in that you feel attacked because you know your therapist might read you. They might tell you something crazy, like yeah. you know, they might just tell you about yourself, and you might not be ready to hear that. And so that's why, personally, I started reading first so yeah. I can start getting a better understanding of things, okay. and you know. You know, challenge that emotional intelligence and say, why do I feel like this way? And why yeah. do I react this way to these things? Because yeah. um, everything is stitched you know. from something, mm-hmm. for sure. But if there's anything you could do at a bare minimum, I would absolutely confide in, like, your closest, like, female friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even your guy friend. Like, whoever you feel like has always been there and that you can have any conversation about anything with. If it's hard for you to open up, literally just take that first step and tell them something that's uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Um, and see what happens. Right. And so last tidbit I'm going to throw on this is one thing I think is really funny I look back at in high school was I got so used to not really caring about, not truly caring how people feel when I ask, how are you doing? Yeah. Because uh, the general response is, oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. Yeah. And the whole time people are in like eternal turmoil. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, I was dating Eternal this, turmoil Like they're literally crazy. They're, they're down bad. So, you know, Whoa. I was dating this one girl in high school. And I remember I asked her, it's going to get a little dark. I asked her, oh, hey, how was your day? Every time I've asked that, she said, it was fine. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. One day she said, terrible. My dad got arrested for beating my sister. And I literally was looking at my phone like, I, did, I didn't know what to say, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm so used to you saying everything's okay that, like, I don't even know how to comfort you, Shocked right? You. Right, because, I mean, right now we're talking about emotional intelligence from your perspective amongst yourself. But yeah. showing that amongst others and knowing what to ask and seeing how they would feel, I was like, wow, that was really loaded. I was like, I literally didn't respond for, like, an hour or some change. With the rare receipts on, it was on, like, kick. So it was like, I didn't yeah. respond for, like, a minute because I dead ass didn't know what to say. I was like... Uh, I don't even remember what I ended up saying to her, but it was after that it was never the same because I was so sh- like unsure what to say. I had, I didn't know what to do when confronted with a negative answer, and so now I got into a habit of at least when I was in college I got into a habit of saying you know hey how are you doing, even if it's somebody I don't know that well, and they'll probably say no I'm doing fine, and that second question of but are you really it goes such a long way. I've yeah, had so much yeah. more fruitful conversation yeah. with people just by that extra push of but are you really same because sometimes they really are begging for help and yeah you know they, they want somebody who genuinely cares yeah right because i've heard yeah no i agree with that completely because i think we even talked about it earlier like when the lights were off and we were saying like um expressing something to somebody when they don't genuinely care because that's also like happened in other situations or it's not even that they genuinely don't mm-hmm. care they might not even have like the mental space to like take right. in what you're trying to tell them which is a whole nother bucket mm-hmm. of information but just making sure that you're not opening yourself up to something and having an expectation for somebody to support you in whatever which way for mm-hmm. them to not be able and that can feel like a disappointment and a letdown too oh so. yeah um, for sure. Yeah, no, I think that that is extremely important, and I do agree that it goes a long way. Like sometimes, even I was in college, you know, at UGA, we went to a big school, so it was really oh, big yeah. on a walking past guy. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you saying I'm That's good like before busted. I even finish looking at your face? Yeah, but not yeah, I know. Um, but when I would used to have the time, sometimes I used to be like, like, are you actually good? Or are you mm-hmm. just saying that? Because like, that's like a society thing. Mm-hmm. And like, people would laugh when I say that, but I would be glad when people laugh because I think it like broke the ice and people mm-hmm. would be like, well, I mean, shoot, you know, I've got with the struggles. I'd be like, oh, well, like if you want to talk about it, like I'm yeah. willing to listen. So mm-hmm. I agree. That's very valid. Um, well, thanks for asking me about my resources. <laughs> <laughs> What's some resources that you have? <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, Great question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> you stupid. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote a couple of things. That yeah. actually, uh, some of our resources, again, yeah. I said God, but I know everybody is not, um, what is it, religious or mm-hmm. spiritual. So mm-hmm. that's not necessarily something that you resonate with or you try to, you've done that, you don't feel like that's best for you. Then I think that that's 100% fine because I think that everybody cultivates and shapes their lives during like their season. But I'm just telling y'all like and telling you mm-hmm. what works or what worked or what I would suggest trying. 
Mm-hmm. So God is definitely my first one. The second one is therapy. So I actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I actually tried therapy um, this year, to be okay. honest, because again, I was going through some challenges and it has been so enlightening mm-hmm. because you talk to somebody who is non-biased and I could really go on a tangent about therapy, to be honest, but you talk to somebody who is non-biased, somebody who is not going to sway one way or the other. Right. Um, and I feel like you don't overload your closest friends or your closest family mm-hmm. or your closest relationships with information that they might not know how to help you with, equip you with, and mm-hmm. are burdened with and feel bad with. But it's just so important and necessary to like make sure you're maintaining that balance. And they are certified and um, professionals in the field. Like they have done hours. So I've done it for a couple of months. It's honestly been great. I literally talked to her. She is amazing. Um, she challenges my thought process, my mind. They ask you at the very beginning, like, what do you want out of this? Do you just need to bend? Do you want advice? Do you want somebody who challenges your mindset? Like, do we want all three things, but like in different phases? Mm-hmm. I just think that it's really beneficial. And I was so like, not anti-therapy, but like, I just didn't even have the motivation to get into it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to pay a $25 copay or more than that much yeah, to so. pay somebody to do my things. But I yeah. think it's more than paying somebody to listen to your problems. I think it's not overloading your friends with your challenges. It's not overloading your family. It's not harboring mm-hmm. it inside because no matter how much, at least me or people think like, oh, like I can just deal with this and I'll just move on the next day. Like that information that's sitting in you is still affecting you some way. Like you might one day, damn, I don't feel like doing nothing. I'm tired, but I'm not depressed. Like mm-hmm. some people don't even know when they are depressed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I would say therapy as a resource. And then the third one, I will admit, I did say close friends slash loved ones, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think that there are those people who are willing to, like, stick by you in the fire, for lack of better words, and mm-hmm. genuinely want to see your growth and support and support in the way that they know how. So, just using your discernment and determining what you think or who you think might right. be a good person for that. And that can be hard because I also think that that can test a friendship or relationship oh, because yeah. somebody who you think might be that person you can give that information to might you're gonna not. <laughs> might not and then you're gonna be heard and then mm-hmm. yeah so that's what I'll end up saying that well I guess uh, another question I have is what is the best way that you think you can personally be emotionally supported like wow. you're going through the what is the best way that is that such that a great question I know I made it up oh thanks I'm gonna <laughs> time mark that actually what is the best way that I think yeah. I can be emotionally supported? Mm-hmm. Wow. I love opening the questions too because it's not like a yes or no. It just lets my brain like, mm-hmm. oh man. Journalism major. I see. Wow. Oh, got me, man. I would probably say like, let me be me, to be honest, and mm-hmm. let me figure out what's best for me or like how I need support and I know that's vague but like if it's a specific example of like me being hurt or frustrated or being like negatively impacted or affected by society and I say like hey I just need some time to think or I Mm -hmm. need some time alone like basically like trust in what I'm telling you and I think it's on a case by case basis because some people like say things like I'm good like how you said and and they're actually not and some people like say like Hey, no, I'm straight, but they really want somebody to come and, like, check on them. Like, me, personally, like, if I'm good, if I tell you I'm good, then I'm good. If I tell you 
hey, I'm not necessarily good right now, but I mm-hmm. also don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. then I'm going to say that. So it's like, to me, it's like trusting what I'm saying because that's how, that's just how I want people to show up and support because I also don't want to feel bombarded or overwhelmed mm-hmm. by like me saying, by me saying uh, I'm good and you're like, oh, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not because now you're going to piss me off. Yeah, I'm. 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 Now, 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 yeah. Now you better piss me off, and then you're like, "Oh well, I was just trying to help you, but I've already told you, like, I don't Mm -hmm. want help in that way at this time." Right. So that's what I would say. That's pretty valid. Um, I think I'm very similar in that. Um, the best way for me to be emotionally supported is like if I tell you something. It it obviously depends on what the problem is. If it's something like grief related, yeah. Something to be sad about. Yeah. Please do not contact me. Like mm-hmm. once I tell you what it is, hey, this is what it is. It's not good. Yeah. I know it's not good. Right. No, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's customary to ask somebody if they're okay. Yeah. But I absolutely hate when somebody tells when I tell somebody something terrible and they're like, Are you okay? No. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not That's okay. That's not the best question. Right. And I feel like it's a customary question. It's just you know you just you kinda have to. If you don't, you're gonna feel like, Oh, yeah. I don't care. But like yeah. for me, I'm totally fine if you don't ask somebody. Because yeah. I'm not okay. Because you don't right. like that question. Right. And I don't even like to ask people that. And yeah, I feel like I sure. might have rubbed some people the wrong way because oh, I didn't not ask. Asking, but but it's not I, because I, of them. I know you're not okay. Yeah, like, because why would you be? Right, and right. not to steal your thunder, but to add some whipped cream mm-hmm. on top of it. I also hate when people say, like, I tell them something, they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we on the same page. That hurts me because, yeah. like, I don't... Maybe it's a maybe mm-hmm. that's something I need to talk to my therapist about. I just don't like feeling sad for myself. So when mm-hmm. you say, "Oh my God, I feel so bad for mm-hmm. you," make me feel like I'm like yeah, the scum yeah, of the earth or something. Yeah, yeah. But and go I, ahead. I yeah. just had to say on that. I just that, hate that question. Yeah. So on top of the sorry stuff, it's like again, it's, it's customary. That's like the polite thing to do to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I bet you are." Like, you, but it's not yeah. your fault. And it's probably just a place of like, you know, they say that like the what is it? Seven stages of grief, nine stages of grief, yeah, whatever. Seven, seven yeah, yeah, like. You know, Maybe. I'm in the anger probably right now. You talking yeah. about are you okay? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like it has nothing to do with you. I just told you what it is. Yeah. Let me do what I need to do. Right. And for me personally, I just like to, I like to be alone, like to process my thoughts and yeah. handle it on my own. Yeah. And I don't like if it's a grief related thing. I don't like people to check in more than one time. Like if you're gonna check in, do it one time. I'll probably say what it is. I'll either say I'm fine or I'll be like I'm not, but I will be because I know I will be at some point. You know, and I feel like the but I will be will at least give you the peace of mind that I'm on the journey to getting better, um, and you don't feel this pressure to check in with me every single day, because um, that gets annoying. Because especially yeah, it if it's something that I'm trying to not forget necessarily, mm-hmm. not think about. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like I don't want the whole like day, up, right? Yeah, right. Like, you know, I don't but the whole day without thinking about you know my auntie passing away, and then here's some motherfucker go like. Oh my gosh, are you how are you feeling about your aunt? Like now I remember again. Yeah. Now I'm sad again. Yeah. You know, I done made it to the yeah. day and now I'm sad. And it's like I know it didn't come from a place. Yeah, because it can be a trigger. Yeah. Right, right. It, I know it didn't come from a place of you trying to make me feel bad. You, yeah. you care, but for me, just leave me alone. Like I'll come back and chop it up with you when I'm ready to chop it up. Totally cool. If yeah. there's something goal related, yeah, where I'm struggling to reach a goal, please bother me. Please be like, Armani, did you eat whatever today? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If 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 it, did you go to the that today? bother me? Nah, I <laughs> yeah. love that one. Okay, please bother me if it's something that slap I, me. I yeah, please. Come on, man. I'm trying you know. to get to that level. Yeah, come on. I, I'll say that, and uh, that's real. You know, I think that's pretty much for me how how I like to be supported. You know, if it's sad, leave me alone. If it's something more encouraging or goal related, please bother me. Keep keep me on my A game. I love that. All that good stuff. So um, yeah, you know. 
random thought. Yeah. This one girl, I was gonna take her out one time. Right. And she was like, "Oh, I can't. I have therapy at that time." And so, okay. Me being an idiot, my response was, "No, you did it. Are you okay?" Uh, like, but I was like, uh, "Well, I think I might have said like, damn, you okay?' Like, and I think she took that as a like, damn, you need therapy. You all right? Like, and that was not what I meant. Oh, yeah. And she didn't tell me in that moment that that bothered her. But later on, she, she was like, you. she was like, I mean, how am I supposed to react? You, I told you I was going to therapy, and you talk, you, you talked to me like I was some sad case. And I was like, that's not even what I meant. Yeah. But that was not the appropriate response to you and me in therapy. It'd be like, oh, okay, what's you know? I hope you have a good session. That's probably all yeah. I needed to say. I yeah. hope you have a good session. Oh, I know. That you know maybe we can discuss yeah. it later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but like we learn as we grow right. too, though. But That's but this is like before. I will say this was before therapy. I don't want to say it got not cool or more popular. Accepted. No, 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 not popular. Like oh, y'all all going to therapy now, but more so because we Cancel had a, a social. Him. No, we had a we, before we had a social understanding that it's like a normal thing you yeah, should yeah, do. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. Like before, if you tell me using therapy, I'm either thinking you are in physical therapy because you hurt something, or you're in therapy because you're going through something. And that's not necessarily the case. It's just a healthy thing to do. And I mean, my first thought was, oh, she's in therapy because she needs help with something or she's going through something. And that might not have been the case. And I see why she took that the wrong way. So, you know, we live and we grow. That was no, like four years ago, yeah, four or no. five years ago. So and I think so. that it's great that you're even able to talk about that now and like say that case because, in all honesty, like now maybe I would be able to like formulate it, but... Now thinking like, if somebody would have been like, oh, like I'm going to like a therapy session, like... Somebody might who's mm-hmm. never been to therapy, like they might not know what to say or like mm-hmm. how to respond. Because mm-hmm. I told one of my work colleagues, one of my work professionals, that too. Because I honestly didn't mm-hmm. want to. I didn't tell them what I was going to therapy for. But I also think to a certain degree, it's good being vulnerable yeah. and transparent on certain things, mm-hmm. whether that's you like uh, Greek life, oh, or <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, <laughs> or therapy. But basically, like. My work schedule is very rigorous, and mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because like every Monday I do my session, but I'm like, hey, I have my therapy call, and I think people like might not know context of certain things, but they mm-hmm. have enough context and sensibility to know like, okay, yeah. regardless of if it's a client meeting or internal meeting, mm-hmm. or this, that, and the third, that we kind of shouldn't bother Chris at mm-hmm. this time, mm-hmm. like that's his protected time, unless the world is it's truly... True, yeah. Burning down. We need you here, right? Or we're not going to deal with, with me being an anymore. analyst. Yeah, should never happen. <laughs> should never happen. Position is that? Then we have other issues. But yeah, that's why I think it's important to kind of like also be emotional, intelligent, and communicate that because like in a lot of other situations, once you're able to like articulate yourself and who you are and know how to use certain things, I definitely think it can be like powerful mm-hmm. in a sense, or it can show up as a lot of strength more so than a weakness. So your perspective is like so huge. Um, I have a question. What's up? So my question is, and you might not like this question. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. It says, and you don't have to go into detail. Okay. Or you don't have to, like, just answer how you feel comfortable. Okay. The question is, are there things you don't share as a result of being a man versus a person? Does that question mm-hmm. make sense, or do I need to break it down a little bit more? I think I get what you mean. Like, I can see like something I, I wouldn't confusing. share yeah. because I'm thinking of it from a perspective of, as a man, I shouldn't share this, or as a man, why yeah, am yeah, I yeah. Like this? And I'm not, yeah, yeah correct. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to share that thing, but I'm yeah, saying, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? High level, like, is there like things or a oh, thing yeah. like, as like, oh, well, oh, yeah, since I'm a man, I'm not gonna do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, back to this like level of masculinity that you feel like you have to uphold, you know, throughout your day, just being a man. Yeah, I feel like something I had to get better at was, especially when it came to like romantic relationships. Like, keeping it a being and being like, damn, I'm hurting. 
you know, I mm. lost my baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That that hurt, and I had to get better at that because before I would just be like, yeah, me and so so not dating no more, and they'd be like, oh, how you feeling? And I'd be like, man, I'm straight. Like, yeah. what you mean? Like, uh, it's Teflon Don in the building. Yeah, like, you know, you feel me? Like, yeah, that, yeah, you know. But, but you know, in actuality, I'm like, dang, this really is bothering yeah, me. Yeah, And um, you know, I feel like just as a man, you feel like uh, I remember one thing this dude said to me in middle school, which I thought was so crazy, especially thinking back to. Why would you say this in middle school? Right. This dude broke up with his girl, or this girl broke up with him, something like that. And somebody asked him about it because he looked visibly perturbed in class. Oh, wow. I've never heard that word. Perturbed, yes. Oh, <laughs> he said, um, again, sorry for the profanity. He said, I slit my wrist before I cry over a bitch. This is like a 13 year old, by the way. That's crazy. And I'm like, That's that is crazy to yeah. say at like 12, like 13, 14 years or whatever we are in like middle school, right? Yeah. Maybe even 12. Like, and. I feel like it's just one of those things where you don't want to show that you're hurt by losing that kind of connection because it's like as a man you're supposed to be macho Casanova you're right. supposed to have them lined up you like, know who are you you know what I'm saying like yeah like oh she want to bounce that's cool I got her replacement I got so and so on my line woody whoop like you try to I feel like I try to like give myself this facade of like I'm not hurt because I mean it's just a girl right you know what I'm saying like they come and go which yeah. they do they do come and go they can. but yeah. but. It's one of those things where it's okay to sit down and say, you know what, that really hurt me. Right. But even like having those conversations about, wow, that I hate the way you did that, it was something that was never gonna happen for me. And again, I've recently done it, and I feel a lot better. And me and that person are on better terms. But it's still one of those things where mm. there's another person I probably feel like I need to have that conversation with, and I probably mm. won't because I don't think I'm ready for that. Mm. You know. But um, do you ever feel like you'll be ready? You see what I'm saying? I feel like it's a, it's not, it really shouldn't be a time frame, but I feel like if I randomly, so the last person I did it to, I had last probably had contact with them in like April or March of this year, but we had probably like dated last, last spring, like spring of 2022. Yeah. The person I feel like I should probably do it with, I don't, I feel almost weird if I like, let's say I say I'm ready next summer, right? Yeah. It would be like a year and a half and be like, hey, didn't want to bother you, but I didn't want to have this conversation about how stuff ended. And mm-hmm. it's like, almost did I pass the statute of limitations with that? I see what you're saying. You know, is that too crazy? And I mean, I, you know, with the last person I talked to, like about, you know, had that conversation with, I prefaced it with, hey, I know this is really random, but I did want to have this conversation. And she was open to it, and it was cool, and it was actually very, very but you like, don't think beneficial. That. So, what's the difference between that and this? Um, oh, yeah. because hmm, that's a good question. I don't think there is a difference. You know, you got patterns and things you do, and maybe I'm just not ready. Maybe I don't feel comfortable doing that, and I feel right. like it would have to require me to accept that I handled it wrong in a certain oh, way. Wow. You know, because like I said, I shut down. Like you do yeah. something weird, like I shut down. Yeah. You know, and I get better at it. Uh, I've gotten better at it, rather. Yeah. And um, it's also one of those things where I feel like because you were the reason that it went wrong. Yeah. I don't want. I feel almost feel like begging. You know that little meme with the ant oh, and the yeah. knapsack. I know what you mean. Like he looked just like spare change, spare change. Like he just looked poor. Like that's I feel like how you feel. that's how it feels to like be the one on the bad end of something going it wrong. It does. And you still reach out to try to fix it. Like especially and, multiple times or consecutive over and over. Right, right. I've also I'm not, I've been on both ends. Mm. More recently, the bad end recently, mm. and it was like the first time. Mm-hmm. 
and I hate it. Hey, getting used to it, yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, I said getting used to it. Hey, <laughs> hey. No, but I you're right. To it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't got used you're to right. it. You know what I'm Interesting that you asked that question, like from a uh, a masculine or a man standpoint, because it's probably anger, yeah, frustration, yeah, which is very enlightening that you said that. And I don't even think I broke through that through like some of my like therapy sessions or just understanding of who I am. But I think that growing up, yeah. that I saw that a lot and related a lot, and it's crazy like the things that we pick up. So like whether that was through my father or through my uncle, which is probably my two primary sources of like uh, insight. It was a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, whether that was mm-hmm. with their family or our dynamics. So I think that's what I did through grade school. And I actually used to get into a lot of... Squabbles? <sighs> yeah, I used to get into a lot of squabbles, unfortunately, <laughs> through elementary school, middle school in the earlier half of high school, but I could never pinpoint the reason why. And it's not like, oh, I see him do this, so now I want to do this. But I think mm-hmm. like when you are only exposed to a certain level or you're only exposed to so many different emotions, like mm-hmm. your brain assesses mm-hmm. and picks from one of those. Mm-hmm. And I think that my default was anger and frustration mm-hmm. a lot of the time, which is pretty unfortunate to say but i think that's the case can i piggyback off something you said earlier about yeah. how you felt like when you were being expressive people would take that as like feminine yeah right but it seems as though when you exhibit anger it's like oh everybody listen oh like, bit, yeah you know like everybody listen or like i feel like i got more attention during that time period or more like presence more awareness yeah, yeah you're right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it might not even be in the way that i wanted it to be but it was still no Dang, that was a great question. You know, I figured that's how you probably answer. Really? Yeah. Not because of you specifically. Exactly. I just know that's a sentiment that a lot of like men share. Yeah. Like, because uh, I started thinking, and I was like, I've only ever seen my dad cry. My dad and my biological father. I've seen them both cry once each. Yeah. My dad, when his mother passed away at the funeral, and my biological father, when he was basically trying to tell me how he wished he could do more. And it was one of those built-up cries. Like, one of those, I could tell he cried in a minute. Like, yeah. You know, and just growing up, like, they're very, I mean, my, my dad is very, he's a really goofy, silly guy. Yeah. Um, I've seen him express, like, a form of happiness. Yeah. But like I said, sometimes you'd be like, how was your day? And he's just like, eh, uneventful. Nothing happened. Yeah, very you know? bland. You know, it's very, very just, very, feels like he's going through the motions a lot. Yeah. And my biological father He's just a naturally very boring person. Like That's crazy. when I make him laugh, yeah. like he's, I could, it just feels unnatural. Like yeah. that he's having a good time on the phone. It don't look like he has fun doing anything. Really? Um, and it's like so interesting to me because I feel like I didn't really have, I guess, a good example of like how to manage emotions as a man growing up. Yeah. Because I've only ever seen no emotion or really anger low-key yeah. right like and even not anger it's like that those two times where they're sad but it's like it took something catastrophic almost yeah. or like a lot of build-up for it to happen yeah and it's like yeah you know you're gonna probably replicate whatever especially as a guy growing up whatever male figure is closest to you you're gonna try to emulate that if you like them well even if you're scared of them 
You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of dudes who they don't want to admit it, but they scared of their dad. Yeah. And they grew up and be just like them. Yeah. You know, because that's all they know. And, uh, you know, it's about breaking that cycle in them generational curses. Man. I agree. Because I bet their dads was probably yeah. only angry or nothing because it's like, all I need to do is and provide, do some work. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think it speaks to how I feel like a lot of people can relate to telling their parents, like, I'm really sad, I'm depressed, or I'm going through it or whatever. And their first response is, you got a roof over your head. You, you get to eat. Right. I feed you. Why are you sad? And yeah. it's like they're Especially taking it as a culture, yeah. you know. And I think it's because you know your parents are taking it as you know what am I doing wrong? And it's like right. it's not even you, mm. right? Because you know you think I'm doing like, what I need to do, fence, and you're yeah. still sad. And it's like no, it's not about wow. you. It's about what you know. You don't get it. Dropping it's hits. different. I mean, it's, it's that's what it is. It's different. So, that's real. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I, like I said, a lot of people could relate to that. So, um, what was the question? <laughs> the question was. Um, Oh. How do I feel like? Yeah, male figures in your life have shown yeah. up. Yeah, so that's that's how I feel about that. So that's great. But I I'm, actually I'm, appreciate that perspective. Yeah, I think. But it's you know, awesome. we had the same. You yeah, know, we did for sure. Thing. But like just being able to articulate it mm-hmm. has really just like even widened my perspective even more. Mm-hmm. Well, my fault. Before we move on, I'm so sorry. No one, last, one last tidbit I wanted to add. It's on your podcast. <laughs> Yo, nah. Um, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> Dang, I almost forgot what I was gonna say. When it comes to when it comes to expressing that anger, like what I was mentioning earlier, how you try to be sad or you try to be expressive and say, "Hey, this bothers me." It comes off feminine. I say, for me, it feels like I'm I'm bitching almost. It feels like almost like I'm complaining for nothing. I'm nagging. Yeah. Um, but it's like when you're angry and you break something or you show aggression. Oh, everybody want to listen now. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not. You know, when I grew up, I didn't I didn't fight. A lot, yeah. But the fights I had was somebody kept pushing my button, right? Kept bothering Getting me, kept there. messing with me, and yeah. I'm like telling them, "Hey, do not mess with me, like stop." And they don't listen, and then I'm like, "Well, now I have to put my hands on you," and I don't like to do that to people, and like I really don't like violence, like I really hate violence, like, and it's one of those things where it sucks that it feels like people only listen when you are angry or aggressive or yeah, so mean, you know, and that shouldn't be your only way. Or like your only outlet of your emotions. So, no, I agree completely. It definitely shouldn't be. But like when people assume that's the key or the solution, I mm-hmm. thankfully think that that's people's default mechanism. When I don't think that that is the best benefit or solution, like long term, mm-hmm. because people want to put you in a crazy house or the asylum. Mm-hmm. After that, mm-hmm. shout out Big Brother Guest in the building. Yes, sir. Hey, you see? Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, my last question to you, Armani. Is um, if they could take one thing away from this episode or from this podcast, what would you want them to remember? What would you want them to take away if they don't listen to anything else? Oh, please leave this knowing you are not alone. Mm. Don't never feel like you're the only person mm. feeling a certain way about something. Yes, Lord. A lot of people feel the exact same way, yes. and you're only going to know that unless you open up yes. and tell others. Wow. People are not going to think you're crazy because you're upset about something. Yeah. People are not going to think less of you if they truly care about you, if you express yourself in a positive way or an effective way. And I want you to think about the ways sure. in which <laughs> I want you to think about the ways in which you express yourself and how people may take that. So that would be my little tidbit. Wow. What would you, uh, what, can I ask that? Oh, yeah. Okay. All Thanks right. for Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that was honestly like really, yeah. really good. That needs to be framed somewhere. Um, I definitely like echo all of that. And I would say... 
And I feel like I say this all the time, but I would just say like, be you, be yourself, be authentic. And I feel like a lot of people claim to be or say they are, but mm-hmm. there's just so many layers of who we are as a person that we don't necessarily like share for good reasons mm-hmm. because of like how the world can be mm-hmm. or how people's world is constructed. But it's so sad for someone to internally feel like how you said that they're going through something by themselves. And it's like, if you just take the first step or take the step of like trying to express yourself to somebody who you think or who you feel comfortable sharing that information about yourself, like it could amaze you like the wonders that mm-hmm. it would work in all honesty and that you're not alone. Yeah. Not at all. You're not alone. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, cool. Well, do you want to leave them with anything else or you think we're good? Uh, I think we're good. Um, just uh, tip your waitresses. Uh, nice. You know, tell your loved ones you love them. Tell them you love them. You know, call somebody after this. Just say, hey, you know what? I don't want to say. I love right. you. Don't even want to talk to you too much. Okay. I just want to tell you that I love just you. Just say I love you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Well, sounds good. Um, well, Armani, thank you for coming on Free Game. Thank you for blessing my podcast. I really appreciate you. Um, and thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Free Game, where the only thing that we do on this channel is what? Skippity bop bop bop. Keep it a stack. <laughs> this is the piece that you cannot buy. Send me in love that you cannot mix. One is the joy that you cannot waste. And the other one price that you cannot fix. This is the piece that you cannot buy.